There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bub in the Bloom, episode 74. The final two weeks of the season are upon us, and we're going to preview the schedule to the best of our abilities, give you some predictions before half the rotations change and everything else because it is September baseball. You can we'll recap some news, play our game. We have a couple weeks left, and it's still a tight race down the stretch. You can find me on Twitter at BD Intrick, the podcast at Bubba Bloom Pod, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Ryan BHQ. Ryan Bloomfield, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good. Got got a new got a new prop, got a new background for the uh, for the for the for the YouTube watchers. I was in the the grocery store the other day and came across a box of and I'll put it on the thing. Box of Julio's. Oh my goodness! A box of Julio's. Look at this thing. That's amazing. It's like it's a it's a cereal. It's like I guess it's fruit or loops. something. Fruit Loops. Yeah, that makes sense. Fruit Loops. There you go. I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna eat it, but uh, but it's freaking cool. It's That's Julio awesome. Rodriguez on a thing of cereal. It's uh, it's the official cereal of Julio Rodriguez, and obviously not licensed with MLB yeah. because look at this fake S for yeah. the Mariners on his forehead. I feel like I'm looking at a yeah, it's like a, a baseball card brand like Donruss that doesn't have MLB, and they have all the fake stuff on it right there. That's pretty but, awesome uh, though. But hey, it's not bad. And Julio uh, went thirty thirty, and could could be taking me to the promised land in labor this this year so he gets a box of cereal and that's uh my kids aren't eating it although they'll probably find a way to oh they will sneak down there eventually and get into that for now julio's behind me so um no i'm doing good this is the uh funny we're talking before the show it's like yes it's sweating out some leagues we're in but it's also this is absolute dog days We, we are just trying to help people get through to the end. And with this like last two week schedule, um, it'll be loaded with disclaimers and caveats. Cause we don't know what these rotations are going to look like, especially the last week, but uh, I don't know. We're doing our best to see this all the way through, man. Yeah. We'll get to a lot of caveats cause there's been a ton of rainouts this week that have shifted out rotations already out of nowhere. Plus you got guys that are called up, sent down. Like I did the first pitch podcast and I made a joke that the Braves have about four pitchers. They just keep shuffling through. And it's just comical at this point. So, you know, just kind of best guesses, look where we can go from there, and we'll get you covered through the next couple of weeks, and we'll do it again next week. And, again, bring your questions. We'll, we'll knock it all out for you. 
we'll cover a little bit of the recent news and notes because most of it's like, okay, this guy's out for the season. Cool. Uh, but that's just where we're at. I guess, do we want an FPAS disclaimer? Did I want to pass that up? It is uh, the final countdown there, too. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, we are, what, se- are we seven weeks from, from the mm-hmm. Bubba and the Bloom Open? Yep, it's coming. It's coming. Cannot wait. Um, yeah, if anyone's still on the fence, just hit us up. But, uh, uh, yeah, cannot cannot wait. We've got our groups finalized for the golf event. We're trying to get a primetime live podcast time on. slot. Trying to pull some strings, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, but can't wait for that one. A lot of a lot of special stuff planned for our live show, which will uh, obviously uh, that'll be available for everyone. But um, even better if you're in the audience. Even better, that's for sure. Sure, unofficially sponsored by High Noons. Um, some news and notes: Max Scherzer done for the year. Um, muscle that helps attach, like the scapula, to the other part of the throwing area of the shoulder, of all that cool stuff. Yeah, he's it's not good. They're saying he could come back for the postseason. I think that's pretty crazy if the Rangers are thinking long term here, but I guess they're not because it's it's same. It's an old man pitching, but it's it's a really really big blow once again for the Rangers pitching staff. A guy they traded for. A lot of these guys that got traded for this year didn't have not panned out on any team, which is pretty wild to think about. But uh, shares are done for the season. Just another massive blow to the Texas Rangers. At and I'll just say it: Nate Eovaldi coming back ain't helping either. Not too much. He did. Evaldi did, I think, get the win tonight over uh, Kevin Gossman, who walked did. six. Yeah, that was an ugly one. Jesus. Um, anyone who has Gossman in head-to-head playoffs this week, not not great. Um, going back to Scherzer, like, yes, out for the year. What do you think, and, and I guess the immediate impact is Andrew Heaney probably goes back into the rotation. He was not, in, I guess, like semi-removed, or maybe they were, yeah. Texas was thinking six-man. But Andrew Heaney's back in. He's still 90% rostered in 12-teamers, so probably not available in most of your leagues. But if your owner uh, saw Heaney get booted from the rotation and Heaney's available, I would I would go ahead and grab him. Rangers are starting to hit again, and that division, AL West, I think the Rangers, Astros, and Mariners are all within two games. So um, Go Mariners. Up. Go Mariners. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah. go Julio. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see how that one pans out. If see if he does even have the, the reason to pitch in the postseason, that'll be a yeah. whole other discussion. What, what do you think point. of Scherzer? I mean, you took him at the four five turn in our in our draft, right? Him and Yuri yes. Perez. Yep. Um, I mean, I obviously, don't feel great that this isn't good news for that. But like, how worried are you for next year? It sounds like this is like hope it won't affect him at the beginning of next year. But you still just wonder, like age and just another injury. On the ledger for Scherzer. Yeah, it's not ideal, obviously. But um, with Scherzer, when I'm picking Scherzer, the idea is give me like it's it's easy. He's in Kershaw mode now. Give me 130, mm-hmm. 150 maybe, because you know they'll be pretty darn good innings. He's gonna get you a lot of strikeouts. I'm not looking for the 200 inning guy anymore. I'm not looking for that guy. I'm I'm in the mindset of give me Kershaw, which when you look at the, the pitching landscape now is still an amazing fantasy pitcher, even though he doesn't get the innings that everyone says you got to get innings. Gotta, no, doesn't matter. So I'll, I, that's where I, I and I purposely picked him to go with Yuri because Yuri is a young stud who's still going to be kind of limited on innings as well. And so just kind of a combination can be two just really, really quality inning guys. And then I could look for accumulation later, potentially. We'll see. We'll see if it backfires. I don't know. But yeah, no. for sure. I'm not too worried now. I'd, I'd imagine he'll be okay come the start of the season. And even if he repeats like this season's line, I mean, he'll very good. He'll end up, yeah, 153 innings. So maybe you expect around 150 for him next year. 
the strikeouts are still there. The whiffs are still there. 174 strikeouts like that. I mean, that'll work. 13 wins. I mean, he's going to be on Texas again next year. She might Presumably, get even more wins. Exactly. A really good lineup, better than what the Mets were rolling out in the first half of this year. So um, that 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 outlook makes makes sense to me. Yeah, that was my whole thought process, Kate. I wasn't looking for the guy. He's old. I'm a realist. Like, it was not good. And he keeps getting back issues. And other, like, he was going to go on the IL probably at least three times next year. Like, it's just going to happen. Just yep. learn to accept it. And in a draft and hold format, you draft accordingly for that. You take shots late. We've talked about that even last preseason on shows. We'll probably talk about it on shows this year. You build your team in certain ways that if you know, like, you're hitting or your pitching's weak, well, your last, like, 10 rounds start attacking stuff. Like, that's just the the way things usually go. Like, Or you could draft Ronald Acuna, and, <laughs> and then it goes downhill from there. Like, I still like, – that was that's baffling. That, that is, I felt so bad for you when I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, not sorry, not, not, sorry, not sorry. ideal. Uh, Nolan Gorman, he was starting to heat up again, starting to heat up again, and he pulled his hammy two nights ago. Went on the IL with a grade two hamstring strain, which is usually close to a month thing, and uh, there's 17 games left, so I'm pretty sure you can count him out for the rest of the season. Maybe a postseason berth if the card. Wait, no, the Cardinals won't be getting there. Never mind. Um, no. So uh, I just like saying that because there's Cardinals faithful. I mean, with all their great pitching that they have, maybe. Yeah. But. Did you see Wainwright's getting to to play a concert at the home ballpark this weekend? Like I did. After the game, the dude's been on 199 wins. It feels like the dude's been on like 199 wins for like two or three months now. He's just like sitting there trying to get to 200 so bad. But uh, yeah, Gorman's out. How do you think this plays out? Like, roster resource has Tommy Edmund at second. I think Richie Palacios is an interesting one to get some playing time. Uh, but is, is there anything worth, um, I guess, paying attention to down the stretch here? Yeah, Richie, who's half of the Super Palacios brothers. Yeah. It seems like wow. every day there's a there's some Palacios hitting home or, or yeah. stealing a bag. Richie Palacios actually played second base on Wednesday, the most he recent came game in the day. He came in the day he uh Gorman got pulled. Okay. So like yeah. he's probably second baseman. Um I I mean he's hot right now and probably gonna play, so that works for September, but like this isn't really a prospect. Uh I think on fangraphs he's like the thirty seventh ranked Cardinals prospect, and that's that's not great. The minor league numbers, what do you do at AAA? 299, but five homers and 200 plate appearances, three steals. Like, I don't know. This is just kind of a, a filler for Palacios. Yeah, that's all it is. Stream it. Well, maybe we'll talk about him later. We'll see. But uh, the Palacios brothers, they are the one in Pittsburgh really has my attention. I'll say that. That's So that's where I'll get confused is I'll, I won't know which one's. The actual this is Richie. One. I think that one's like uh, it's with a J. Josh, I, I think I, I want to say Josh, but it just doesn't feel right. So yeah. Um, hey, Roger Bloomfield in the chat. Roger Bloomfield in the chat he says, "How about Tristan Costa's second half numbers? Looking good, huh? Fantastic. Not bad. Not bad. Hope hope you uh, read a forecaster and picked him up. It might have helped out quite a bit. Um, next piece of news here: Jason Dominguez, the Martian, was playing amazing since getting called up. One of the Handful of prospects that's actually panning out out the gate. Uh, he has, he's having Tommy John surgery. Sorry, he's going to have it. It's actually scheduled for next Wednesday now. That'll be the 20th of September. And they're, they're trying to see if he could do the brace like Trevor Story had. But he's having full blown TJ, which for a young player makes total sense to me. Why would you even like half ass it? Like, go do it. Um, timetable for returns nine to 10 months. Uh, when it happened, I pretty much said this is the Bryce Harper path. This is what you're getting. So, um, 
you're basically ex- you're hoping for like an August, early August, maybe next year. Um, but on the flip side, because we can't really talk about that until we talk about 2024, which you can if you'd like. Esteban Florial has my full attention. He, he came up. Uh, he played both games as a doubleheader. He leads off uh, some games. He hit fifth in game two today. A couple hits, a couple runs, stolen base today. And what's even nicer about um, Esteban Florial, 28 homers, 25 steals in AAA, but hitting 284. He's shown ton of, tons of speed in the minors. And the power continues to develop. Honestly, why was he not called up sooner? I have no idea. He call, he got called up for like one game earlier this year. That's it. So uh, they're going to let him run. They have no reason not to. And I'm very intrigued this weekend in FAT. I mean, anytime you have a 25-25 guy in the minors this year doing that in FAT, uh, in, in the majors and getting called up and will get time, like that's interesting to me. Um I think Florial too. Like, I don't know if he'll play much against lefties, but I know this weekend the Yankees get three, and we will uh, keep this in mind once we go through each each team in the last two weeks. But uh, at least against right-handed pitching, I think yeah, I think everything you just said about Florial is 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 spot on. And I don't think I mean Fab in your leagues, whatever. Like you're probably just bidding a dollar on a bunch of these guys, but Florial, someone who could probably be cheaper than like Heston Kierstad, who's going to get the the headlines. Um, this week well i didn't put him on the list but let's talk about him heston kirsten did get the call um when you're talking about these up-and-coming kids another one that many thought should have been up sooner type situation uh didn't come up they called up some other uh prospects uh throughout the season that just didn't pan out got hurt whatever so so uh, kirsten gets the call and uh on uh he wasn't even in the lineup it wasn't no, even the line. He was not. On so, Thursday. Way to... <laughs> That's the most. That's like Pete Crow Armstrong gets called up, and they're playing in Coors Field. Doesn't even play in the first game. It's just amazing were stuff. They, so what's your they, maybe topic? they were on the road today and didn't. They were in Tampa. They were in Tampa. No, they're at home. They were at home. No, they were at home. At home. They were at home. There goes that theory. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like they just wait until they're at home, make your debut at home. No, no, they got to screw it all up. So, what's your thoughts on? You just want to wait and see what the weekend does. Wait, wait, see what the weekend does. Wait to see what happens to Ryan Mountcastle. I think that's probably the wild card here. If, if Mountcastle, who is injured, it doesn't um, sound like he's going to go on the IL. Oh, yeah, sorry. So you saw that then. Okay. Yeah. It, it sounds like he's probably staying in the lineup. So, like, if if that wasn't the case and Mountcastle is actually out all weekend or, or whatever happens there, then maybe Kierstad is, is, is a take. But, I mean, didn't, didn't start his first day called up. We've seen what the Orioles have done with a lot of their prospects this year with like Westberg and Kowser, just not consistent playing time. And I think that's going to be the case. Just It's just very crowded. And Baltimore is, they are, it's actually a fantastic watch to see Tampa versus Baltimore battle it out for the AL East. Um, they are not in a position to just let Kierstad get a cup of coffee and, and get used to MLB pitching. There's too much at stake for Baltimore right now. Most definitely. Uh, last bit of news I want to mention here because it could really mess with some stuff if the Jays want to. Matt, Mike Chat, Matt Chapman was activated off the IL on Thursday. Was batting sixth in the lineup for the uh, for the Jays. A lot of people like Davis Schneider got his good run because Chapman on the IL. Well, Schneider stayed in the lineup and hits, uh, played second base on Thursday. But odd man out was Dalton Varsho because Whit Merrifield moved to left field for the game. Gavin Bezio has been hitting well. He stayed in the lineup. Uh, the overall lineup was uh, Springer, Bichette, Vladdy, Schneider hit cleanup still. Bezio, Chapman at six, Merrifield, Kirk, and Kiermaier. Um, it looks like, again, one game, pure speculation. 
But if it's a Varsho versus Merrifield platoon, that would be hilarious to me. I mean, that's probably what it should be. That's probably yeah. what it should be. Um, either that or Biggio, because like they cannot bench Biggio's been swinging well, and and it can't be a Varsho Schneider uh, platoon. It was a right-handed pitcher, so that's even stranger. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Uh, I I think your boy Schneider's is safe. I, I think he'll get enough plate appearances to let his 500 BABIP uh, kind of peter out a little bit. But uh, no, I, I think he's think he's fine. Um, yeah, if it, if it were me, I'd probably pull Biggio. I know he's been swinging a little bit better lately, but he's been Biggio's been the mostly the third baseman at least until Thursday. But yeah. we'll see. Something to monitor this weekend, basically, is what we need to pay attention to there because. Last time Chapman came back, Schneider didn't play for like two weeks, but he's hitting so well now he's he not going anywhere. There's no yeah, way. No, he's not going, but someone's gonna something's gotta give is what's gonna because Chapman's not sitting. And so that's where it gets interesting. Varshall's been bad. He's been bad. So it could make sense to sit him and let these hot bats play out because they're there fighting for postseason berths. Like it, it really it's gonna be fun. Uh maybe it's guys that don't even matter to your team. That's the bottom. And Varsho not catcher eligible next year. It he be ready for Dalton Varsho to be cheap i want to say irrelevant cheap. uh because the, the bags are there but yeah he's gonna be very cheap um, him, not him, to say him, i'm gonna take him but varsho and mj melendez's prices next year are gonna be very interesting because yeah. melendez won't be catcher either so yep. both of them being just outfielders they become as they become kind of a jag at that point and mm-hmm. it becomes very 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 interesting uh, on draft day but we'll have plenty of time to talk about all that Let's talk some weekend matchups before we preview the final two weeks of the season. Um, Ryan, why don't you take it away with uh, some things you're seeing for the week or talk about our matchups, whatever you prefer. Uh, we'll start with the positive news. My Michael King call was just fantastic. Deadly. Deadly. Not, I think nine strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, forget even who he pitched against. Michael King it didn't pitch as well today, but mentioned this on the show last week. Probably available in your kind of, I don't want to say deep leagues, but maybe in 12 teamers. What What is his? Uh, 67% Michael King in 12 teamers. Uh, Michael King's a difference maker, I think, the rest of the way. So um, there's already some talk about uh, wanting to get him a draft and hold for next year. Uh, this the, you know, Ride King while you can. Um, yeah. So that, that, was a, that was a great pick, I, I must say. So that took me on the pitching side. You actually had a decent Olsen was good. showing yourself. Also good, 9.7 points. Yeah, 9.7 to 13. And then uh, hitter side, you took – we both did our our Detroit Tigers and and Matty Veerling, who didn't even play Friday. Again, I got got a little too – Cocky. A little too cocky. Cocky. So you you took me on the hitter side, 6 to 4. Last week was a push. And so on the season, 21 for Bloomfield, 19 for Bubba. With green fees at first pitch Arizona on the line, so you you need to make your move. We've got two more, four picks to go. Two more right. after this, so. six picks to go. Yeah, um, I do want to mention something about Reese Olsen real quick because I've had a lot of questions in Discord and other places. That um, yes, please stream him, guys. Like it's not just a game we're playing. He went six innings, one run, and seven case on Thursday. Yep, he's been uh, sneaky good. What I want to mention because I just put these notes down earlier. His last four starts, it's Yankees, White Sox, White Sox, and I can't remember who the Tigers play. Reds, they put the Reds today. Um, he's basically thrown – it's really impressive, actually, for a, a guy that most people wrote off at one point in time. So if you throw the outing in today, it's basically 24 to third innings over four starts. 
with uh, 33 strikeouts and a total of like four runs. It's been very, very good. The run he's on and could it blow up in our face? Yeah, that's what streamers are. They're streamers for a reason. But these are the kind of guys we'll talk about in the, the two-week preview that probably out there. So so keep an eye on him. But, uh, yeah, the hitters was interesting because I, I laughed. Like We made the picks. And I, was, I remember last Thursday was kind of a rough day for me when we were recording. I was not in my best shape yeah. of recording yeah. mode. Yeah. Took a tiger because we talked about the matchups. Waking up to Joe G sending us a, a, a quote tweet of Matt Beerling yep. hurt his shoulder and left Thursday night's game. I'm like, of course, of course he did. Sweet. Golf's going to be I great. I responded. Felt, yep. felt, felt good Friday. Yep. Didn't work out. Then he had a home run on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. But uh, what matchups are you looking at this week that stand out? Because uh, there was a rainout today in a certain big stadium that plays large and it might impact the overall schedule this weekend. Yeah, man. The obvious, the obvious, and this was a good matchup, hitter matchup before today's rainout, but your Giants at Coors, four games. Um, and I mean, familiar refrain all season. It's not just at Coors, it's Colorado pitching. It's Chase Anderson. I think Anderson will, he was scheduled to pitch Thursday. I think they're just going to move he's, everyone he's back a day. He is, yeah. So Anderson, Peter Lambert, Kyle Freeland, and Chris Flexen, like, Good Lord, Um, the Giants better do something, Uh, especially your Giants lefties, like getting three of those, that quality of right-handed pitcher is, uh, is a gold mine. And even on the other side, like we, we, we do, we've been talking about how Colorado this year is, I mean, the lineup itself is terrible, but um, they do get Logan Webb um, on Friday, Alex Cobb on Saturday. You never really know what you're going to get with Alex Cobb, but we did talk about, I think we talked about him last week with the, uh, 132 pitch whatever attempted no hitter and then the like kind of hidden injury in the second half so um i don't know you've got keaton win you've got sean Manaya. so i think your rockies are streamable this weekend as well in four games so that's like the that's the obvious hitter matchup a couple other ones the brewers against the nationals you're getting irvin you're getting trevor williams patrick corbin uh your phillies get the vaunted st louis Cardinal pitching staff, uh, Zach Thompson, who's been decent, decent, yeah, lately. Uh, but who knows when the wheels could fall off there? Zach Thompson on Friday, they get Miles Michaelis, and Dakota Hudson on Sunday. So those those were the big ones: Giants, Rockies, Brewers, and Phillies. If you're looking to stream uh, good matchups on the flip side, then that Nationals Brewers series, man. Uh, I'm telling you, these Brewers, if they if they get in the playoffs and you get yep. you get a run, um, they're going to be freaking tough. You do not want to see them. The Nats go to Milwaukee, get Wade Miley, yeah, but then Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, who's just been absurd. I think as a sub two ERA yep. this season, he's um, amazing. He's been great. Debatably, the ace of the staff, though, our boy Freddie Peralta has been even better. Yeah, it's not debatable. Let's get <laughs> it's debatable. Though. I know. I'm joking. Freddie's, I'm joking. Freddie's, Freddie's legit. Uh, White Sox get Minnesota. Ba- the, the return of Bailey over, perhaps. I was uh, surprised when I saw that getting ready for DFS for Friday. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Bailey over was on a pitcher bloom board. I think our strike type one from two weeks yeah. ago. Yep. Despite everything kind of unraveling, it's really just a lot of bad home run luck. And he's a fly ball pitcher. But Bailey over, I think, streaming wise, like I don't know how far, how long over will go. Um, but I think that's a decent stream against the White Sox. White Sox then also get Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. So any White Sox this weekend is tough. And then uh, last but not least, that, again, that Orioles-Tampa series. Orioles get Eflin, Glasnow, and Zach Littell, which that's tough. Zach Glasnow is – Zach Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow has just been incredible lately. So those are kind of your your worst ones in my opinion. 
Yeah, those are good. Um, some of these kind of make me laugh, like seeing like Cincinnati at the Mets rating out so badly. I, I know it's not Great American Small Park, but now I got to see who the heck they're. I know it's David Peterson. It's not much. It's Peterson and Quintana, who's Quintana. been who's been good. And Quintana then, just um, limits. He has limits damage. That's what he does so well. So. Yeah. But Cincinnati is also not. I mean, they're yeah, not. They're quite, you see, you see, Ellie was hitting eighth on yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. I saw your eighth. saw your tweet on that one. That's been that, that was my little that was my little troll version of. Hmm. I think yeah. hitting under two hundred over the last month. It's not good. It's not good, Bob. Uh, the other one that's interesting to me is the Angels versus Detroit. You get Scooble on Friday, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Then you get somebody named Gibson Long. And then Wentz. I'm trying to figure out how that's. I guess it might be more indicative of how bad the Angels are. <laughs> I, I have never heard of Gibson. Long. Neither have I. Not a are chance. you sure it's not Long Gibson or? It says Gibson hyphen Long is the name. Oh, that's his full last name. Yeah, Gibson. yeah. Like Nick Nick Paul Gibson Long is so legit. <laughs> Watch him go out there and. Uh... Yeah, prove probably. me wrong. I'll, I'll I'll trust. I will trust Nick Pollock. And he's right. Griffin County pitches on Friday. That's a big boy, big boy start. I did so, look up Gibson Long, and I feel better about myself when I say I've never heard of someone. Like, I feel really bad if he's had like three starts. <laughs> never heard of him making his debut. So okay, that makes yeah. We are not prospect people. We've told you that a million million times. Not a prospect, dude. So not a chance that I'm going to help you there, which I need to be more. But Nick Pollock says he's a Logan Webb comp. Change up his fantastic sinker for called strikes. Solid slider. makes it. He made his debut last week, apparently. There so go. there you go. Nick Pollock, everybody. He made a video. Go check out at PitcherList on Twitter. If you've heard of that, that if you don't follow him for some reason, <laughs> you're crazy. But go check it out. Uh, he's got all the goodies for you, of course. Uh, who are you picking this week? Let's start with the pitching side of things. Uh, pitcher side of things. I am going with the aforementioned. David Peterson just over the last month has been really since he's had his last stint in the Mets rotation uh, been one of the few shining stars for the Mets and the matchup is, is, is good. It's Cincinnati right on the road. Um, the K's are there. The whiffs are there. The control still hasn't been that great, but in our game where we're just doing innings run prevention and K's uh, David Peterson, he's treated me well before. So I'm going back to that. Well, uh, this week. Yeah, this is not a good week for our criteria of less than 50% rostered. So here we go. Pedro Avila of the San Diego Padres this week. Don't feel warm and fuzzy about it by any means, but he is taking on the Oakland Athletics, who have been better of late. That is a thing. It's on Sunday in Oco Coliseum, which is nice. Avila gave up seven runs against the Dodgers and two and two-thirds last time out. Prior to that, six and two-thirds shutout against Philadelphia. Only one strikeout with six walks. That was tilting. Start before that, three innings, one earned, five Ks. He had four Ks. It's I don't feel great about it. Like I'm just praying, praying for like four or five Ks and don't get shelled. That's what I'll just give you hope. But um, it's 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 not a good week for streaming pitchers. It's a lot of really good. Gibson Long isn't even in the player pool, so I can't even pick him. Can't even pick him. So uh, it's it's a it's a rough rough week all around. I need to watch next video just to prove Gibson Long does exist. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably we should put it on the on the on here. Let's splice it in and put on next video. Um, who do you got for hitters this week? All right, uh, this was a much easier call. We talked about the Coors matchup. I'm going Mike Yastrzemski, who's leading off against righties, so I don't think he'll play against uh, the one lefty that that the Giants face. But three righties and three bad righties at Coors uh, hitting leadoff. That's just like a perfect combination. And really, any any San Francisco lefty this weekend, Jock Peterson. 
Lamont Wade. Lamont I Wade. I will stop it. Conforto might be back this weekend. Conforto, yeah, it's true. It's a good point. Conforto yeah. will probably be back. And yeah, I will stop short of, of recommending yeah. Brandon Crawford at this point. Patrick Bailey, probably available. He's another dude that should blow up this weekend. Um, I was going to go yes. But then I searched. I, I did my diligence. I wasn't just lazy because I literally the first thing I did was type in, okay, yeah, is less than 50%. Almost did it. I had first pick of hitters was why. Then I looked. There's this guy that I clowned on time and time again, but for this game works out perfectly. And his name is Chris Bryant. Um, he returned from the IL three games ago. He's got a, he's got four hits over three games, including two home runs, things we like to see. He's even got a, a walk or two along the way. Um, great matchups pitching wise outside of Webb. You mentioned uh win in one game, which is a bullpen game, Manai is a bullpen game, and you don't know what you're gonna get from Alex Cobb. So, like there's some really good spots out there. And even Webb, he's been he's been really, really good at times and really just like mediocre at times. And it's in Coors Fields, you don't know what you're gonna get. So I'll take my chance with Chris Bryant. Only 40% rostered in OCs. I'll let Ryan give the real interesting nugget here in a minute. I won't steal his thunder here, but um the fact I knew people gave up on Brian, and he and he did come back early. No, like when he got activated a few days back, like oh wow, that was quick. Like I don't think we were expecting it until next week. But uh, Brian's forty percent rostered. What nugget do you have that really stood out? He is forty percent rostered. Yeah, in twelve team OCs, thirty percent rostered in. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Main events. Fifty. So you said thirty percent in the main events. Yeah, thirty percent in the main. Yeah, no, that that is yeah, messed that's up. That's what he said. That's it's right. a weird yeah, I'm, nugget. I'm screwing yeah. myself up. Yeah. yeah. The presentation of this nugget is just went to hell. Um, Chris Bryant is more rostered in 12 teamers on the NFBC than 15 teamers, which I, I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah. And I don't know. Rare. I mean, I don't know what that is. Like if just in 12s, like if he just wasn't dropped by that's teams that aren't there possible. or yeah. I don't know, but uh, but I thought that was interesting. The other interesting nugget that no one cares about with Chris Bryant on Tout Wars, I had the option to cut him and get Fab Money back, uh, assuming he'd be out for the season. So I elected to do that last week because I thought, ah, Chris Bryant's not coming back. I need Fab. There we How go. How much did you back get? from the dead. Uh, I got like 70 bucks and actually used it on Michael. I used like half of it on Michael King. I was down to 17. Yeah, yeah that's and I probably the right move. Probably the right move. Up. So yeah. um, I, I used half that fab on Michael King. Well, look at I it this picture, way. So. It's the right move because if you didn't do it, he would have been on your bench still this week, and he came back midweek, so you wouldn't even have him in the lineup, and he's going to go off. Then he probably gets hurt on Saturday or Sunday anyways. <laughs> so like that's the, the reality of the situation here. And just, I'm trying to give you a pep talk to make you know you did the right thing. Someone especially when he could, especially no one can pick could, him up this week. So I mean, yeah, that's another point. Week, and so. and you have money to go get him back, which other people might not have. <laughs> so yeah. I don't. I don't think you're allowed to get your own guy back. I think. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but it's only fair since you couldn't do the Shohei Otani drop we talked about, so you might as well get the Chris Bryant drop. That's right. I just wanted to just wanted to do it. Yeah. So it works. Give it works. give our SWAT some more uh, things to do. Yep, give him something to think about. Um, all right, let's have a little fun here. Weekend weekly game in the books. I'm looking to go two and zero, so we can really get a barn burner down the stretch here. Can't let Ryan pull away down down the stretch. We got to have some fun here with golf on the line. Let's talk about the final two weeks of the season. Uh, we're going to use the RotoWire starting pitching grid. Obviously, things are subject to change. There's no hiding that. It's a revolving door. I made the the rainout jokes earlier because. 
Clark Schmidt was supposed to pitch on Monday this week. He's supposed to have a two start this week. Game got rained out Monday. They moved him to Wednesday. Cool. He has a two step next week. Wednesday got rained out. So it, he just kept getting moved down the line with Clark Schmidt and just for fun looking. Technically, he's still scheduled for a two step next week. Hmm, that'll be interesting. But um, yeah, this is what we're going to deal with. There's some five game weeks. We're going to go team by team. If it's relevant, we'll hit on it deep. If it's not, we kind of move along. Ryan has uh, actually put the board in place here, which is nice of him. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, so Bloom, let's just have some fun here. We'll start down the list here. Arizona Diamondbacks. We got five games next week. Uh, two against the Giants in Arizona. Three at the Yanks, and then the final week of the season, six games. Three at the White Sox. Three versus Houston. Um, you know, you're looking at that White Sox matchup. Things look pretty, pretty good in that one. So three, three right-handed bats. You are pitchers, one including Jose Urania. You could have some fun with. Yeah, I, I, I this one's kind of like medium for me because you do have the three off days with with Arizona and a five game week next week, and then who knows what that last series against Houston will look like. Yeah, pretty um, much all the last series are still undecided on the sheet, by the way. Just yeah, so you know. that and and but just even like will Houston will they have the ALS wrapped up by then? Um, if so, this schedule looks a lot better because Houston is going to be setting up their rotation for the playoffs. Uh, so that's a little bit undecided i guess for lack of a better term that's in, on the actual screen in front of me so it's a pretty good pretty good schedule um especially that that at yankees you miss garrett cole and then the three against any three against the white Sox uh is fantastic so i i'd say your diamondbacks despite the two off days um looking pretty strong schedule wise pretty strong schedule wise i don't think there's a ton to pick up on the waiver wire when it comes to d-backs up top by maybe jake mccarthy who just got recalled again because he destroyed AAA for the 12th time this season. Back-to-back weeks, weeks, he was the PCL player of the week before they promoted him, like just crushing it. So he'd be the only guy I'd probably think is available out there for you. But uh, check your wires. Atlanta Braves, pretty simple. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's no – yeah. Yeah, start Ronald Acuna. Yeah, play Ronald Acuna. They have five righties next week, so play Eddie Rosario for most of the week. Uh, And then the following week, four games are undecided against – three against Washington, one against Cubs, and they might be sitting guys anyways. So I really wouldn't get too crazy on that one. Yep. Baltimore Orioles. Now we're going to have some fun here because they're contending for the postseason. Seven games next week, three at Houston, three at Cleveland, which is always nice. Uh, and then the following week, three or two at home against Washington, four at home against Boston. Boston's a dumpster fire right now. Washington's Washington. So that last week of the season in contention, Baltimore looks amazing. Yeah, Baltimore looks amazing with yeah with the seven game coming up this next week, and then the just the easy competition that that final week Boston. I don't I don't know what that'll look like. It's a little unfortunate Baltimore doesn't get uh, Tampa. I'd love to see one more series to actually decide it. As we speak, the Rays heading into Friday's games are one game behind the Orioles, so um, that would be that would be sweet. The only issue with Baltimore is just like when we talked about this with with Kierstad is there's just going to be a lot of, I think, moving pieces and matchups and that sort of thing. They don't have, let's see, they get, well, they get, they get, yeah, seven righties. So next week, actually their next nine games are against righties before they face Chris sale. So any Baltimore lefties um, that are available, I think. And as I, as I go to their page, Ryan O'Hearn is an interesting option in, in deep leagues. He plays and really hits cleanup every day against right-handed pitching. 
uh cedric mullins is cedric mullins kind of in a platoon which is kind of crazy but uh in the and maybe kirstad who is lefty like maybe yeah, this, so is, this could be his time to shine maybe this is when he uh he, he gets his shot so uh kirstad yeah maybe maybe we do up that bid by another dollar this weekend and like we we said they say undecided but if the red sox keep their rotation after sale you get pavetta crawford and hauk to finish things out yeah. um Yep. Or or they had they had a couple different guys in the in the doubleheader on Wednesday or Thursday. They could totally do some goofy stuff. So could be interesting. Rob DiPietro in the chat says Adam Frazier is another one to target. He's been he's been pl- yep. platooning a ton. So that'd be his time to shine against all those right-handed pitchers and uh, do the Adam Frazier things that give everybody hope again for the following season. Then realize it's Adam Frazier, but he's been playing pretty good so far down the stretch here so don't 13 home runs somehow yep. this year i don't somehow some way adam frazier he does it does it every year just make sure you're playing him on those yeah. moments otherwise <laughs> um boston red sox again they're pretty much out of it but you know fantasy wise there's still some interesting at least bats to look at you got three at texas next week and then three at home against the wonderful chicago white Sox. that's a definite one to stream against then they finish off the season two against tampa and four at baltimore I'm pretty much if I'm looking for any Red Sox, Ryan, it's the three Chicago White Sox games next weekend. Yeah, or yeah, um, and but that's pretty much even the at Texas is Montgomery, John Gray, and we'll we'll see what which version of Evaldi we we get. Most of this schedule, I think, is actually pretty tough, especially that Rays next week so if you do get any red Sox, you're looking at and then at baltimore i mean just the 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 park factor i I, who knows where baltimore will be in the chase but it would be like who would it be if it's baltimore Uh, there's no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. 
prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I got him right here. After Bradish, it would be Flaherty, Flaherty, Grayson, and Dean Kramer. Kramer. So um, pretty, I'd say moderately tough for Boston the rest of the way. Uh, If I'm going to throw out any guys that you can go to, uh, this could be a chance next weekend series at least versus Chicago. Will your Abreu could be a dude to look at potentially uh, to stream. And then just for the whole long run, if you're looking for uh, Sedane Rafaela, who I've talked we've talked about on the show before. Rafael has played each of the last five games. so He's going to play lefties and right. He's going to play every game. He's hitting with a little bit of power here the last couple of days. So if you're just looking for like a deeper format, you need some middle infield help. Uh, Rafael could be a dude because he'll play no matter what. They want to see what they got with him. So he could be a dude to uh, – Fill in some spots on your roster as well. Chicago Cubs, next week they play six games each of the final two weeks. They get Monday off both weeks, convenient. Um, but you get three at home versus Pittsburgh, three at home versus Colorado, so a little Wrigley Field action next week. Those are some great matchups. Mm-hmm. And then you go on the road, three at Atlanta, three against the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers might be clinched by then, though. They might be set in rotations. So that could be a whole different outlook on life. Uh, Aaron Ashby is actually rehabbing a double A right now. I think they want to get him in some action to finish the season. So I wouldn't be sh- uh, shocked if he got like a spot start at some point in time. But um, next week, Cubs stream looks real good. Cubs stream looks looks really good next week. It is, let's see, it is two lefties, four righties. So there's a little bit of a, of a split there. Although most Cubs are pretty much rostered at this point. Um, the Spencer, the, the at Atlanta's like, it kind of depends on Spencer Strider. Like, I think, I mean, he's in the Cy Young race. I, I, I won't even get into that debate at this point. Like, I don't really care or have the bandwidth to debate that. But if he's if he's in the discussion, Strider's going to pitch, I would say, as, as long as he can, that outing, even though Atlanta has nothing to play for. Like, I, I would think they'd throw Strider out there and, and get that last uh, kind of that last sample for the for the Cy Young race, and so yeah, any Cubs that you might have, like yeah, next week is great. The at Atlanta at Milwaukee, depending Milwaukee's four and a half games up on the Cubs right now, so that that could be like a that could be the death row of of Burns of Woodruff and, and no, Freddie. No, it'd be if it stays, it'd be Freddie Hauser and Miley. Okay, that makes it a little That's easier. Not bad. That's yeah. not bad. So. Um, yeah, I guess Cubs isn't 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 too bad. Pete Crow Armstrong, anybody? He'll be available this weekend in Fab. That could be fun if he needs speed, uh, but he's not even uh, playing every day. He's, he's not, not going to play enough. That's yeah. what I mean. Like any any Cub regular is already already taken. Yeah. Is already taken, and Pete Crow Armstrong is like the only. Yeah, yeah, and there's just not enough. Started in Let's, center field the last two games, but I don't know. Yeah. even yeah. His debut, he got caught stealing as a pinch runner, so that's fun. Um, Cincinnati Reds, next week, Great American Small Park finale. That's fun. First Minnesota versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Whew. Uh, go get your Will Bensons if anybody dropped them recently. And then the last week, they only played five games, two at Cleveland, two at St. Louis. Uh, good matchups, in theory, because both like you get Gilito for one, and St. Louis just been struggle busting it for the most part. A couple guys are okay, but most part struggling. Next week, Great American, pretty simple stuff to me. You got Keuchel in the mix there. Then you got yeah. the three Pittsburgh pitchers. Yep, and Will Benson, I think, is the exact like that's the type of player that is probably available that you can that you can look at with five games against the righties at home for Cincinnati, and not not just the righties. It is, I mean, Kenta Maeda has been really good, but that that trio of of Pirates next week in Oviedo, Ortiz, and Jackson. Um, 
that's that's pretty sweet. So Cincinnati for next week, the following week, just five games on the road, like you said, Bob, is a little bit tougher. But um, go get your Will Benson for for the week uh, coming up. Yeah, and I will say they've been doing so much platooning in Cincinnati lately. Uh, Colonel and I talked about it earlier this week. He pulled up his schedule, and it's it's not fun. Uh, like Nick Martini would be a ton of fun that week against the Pirates, but he's even being mixed and matched. It's like Friedel's one of the only standing ones in the left side of the plate that plays pretty much every day. So Benson would be available. Like if you're in a deep, deep league, you could take a shot on Martini and hope he gets to run uh, at the plate over the weekend. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's tough uh, to trust a whole lot. That's the only downside to that red situation. Cleveland, seven games next week at Kansas City at home against Baltimore. The Kansas City one looks pretty nice with Singer, Marsh, and Granke. And then the following week, only five games, two at home versus the Reds, three on the road versus Detroit. Maybe they get some Gibson out there. But, um, yeah, this is an interesting one. Most, most you know, Guardians are pretty much locked in as well that are relevant. But you might find a few stragglers out there. So what do you see in this one? You might, you might. I'm just looking up lefties on the Guardians. Uh, Will Brennan could be available, especially if you need steals. You, you get the six righties for Cleveland next week, so that's that's pretty sweet. Um, I just like Brandon Crawford. I will stop short of recommending Cole Calhoun, although he has actually done. So <laughs> yes, I can't believe he yes, is. He has. He has. Can't believe he's playing. But Cole Calhoun is. I mean, in deep leagues, he is hitting fourth or fifth. Against right-handed pitching, they fa- they have faced a bunch of lefties lately. But Cole Calhoun, if you're desperate and need playing time next week, is is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and then the final week for Cleveland is just kind of meh. Hunter Green, Andrew Abbott, who's been terrible, and then the at Detroit. So, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I will mention if you're in need of catching help, Garver left uh, Thursday's game. Other guys are struggling lately. Bo Nader is swinging it really well. Left side of the plate should play out at least five games next week, at least I'd imagine. So uh, I think he's a guy you could stream next week. Again, bringing it back to catchers because that's what I do around here. But um, that's an option. Colorado Rockies, we mentioned last week, 14 in their final 20 games are at home. Well, next week they play six on the road, three at San Diego, three at the Cubs. But the final week of the season, seven at home, four against the Dodgers, four against the Twins. Dodgers pitching has been a mess, plus they should have it wrapped up, I'd imagine, by then. So how are you approaching this setup? Because if you're going to want Rockies, the time to add them is this weekend. Yeah, the one week ahead, which is going to be kind of tough because the Rockies, I think, were at home all of this week. So they're yeah, so it might not be a lot of streaming, and they're not they're not really available. Okay, um, so add your so twins kind of bats. Out. Add your twins bats for the final three games of the season. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but also hold your Rockies. If you do have Rockies that you picked up for this week, you just have Rockies. You see, oh, it's the second to last week of the season. They're on the road for all six. Uh, if you've got room, hold on for that seven game final week. Especially LA. I don't I don't know what they're throwing out there. Minnesota, I would think would be not in shutdown mode, but in set up the postseason rotation mode. They pretty much have the AL Central locked up at this point. So. Um, I think Colorado bats, if you can kind of hold through next week, that final week could be uh, could be pretty nice. Yep, 100% with you on that one. Chicago White Sox, we know we're targeting bats against them. But on the flip side, they got at Washington next week and at the Red Sox, which is not too shabby. Final week of the year, at home against Arizona, at home against San Diego. That San Diego staff's a mess. might be a big mess that final week. It's just tough. Like, who on Chicago are you interested in? Yeah, that's the, I mean, that, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, maybe, maybe some Corey Lee, like Yasmani Grandal has quietly yeah. been 
pushed <laughs> pushed by the wayside as the White Sox see what they have next year in Corey Lee, but uh, that's about it. Like I can't could be a Gavin Sheets week. He's got they got five righties next week. Could have five or six the following week. Trace Thompson is on. Remember when? Remember when Trace Thompson hit three home runs for the like Dodgers, the first yes. or second week of the season on the yeah. Dodgers? Yeah, very much so. Yes, remember. That I wonder crazy. how much Fab money was spent on. Uh, I remember. Trace in D- I think I remember it was the in... first Fab period of the of the season. I remember in DFS, many people played him because he was like two thousand dollars versus lefty, and it paid off. So yes, yes. So that's that's how it started versus how it's going now. Yeah, this is now not playing on the White Sox. I'm on the White Sox and I'm platooning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Detroit Tigers next week, seven games all on the road. Three at the Dodgers, but three at Oakland, which is kind of interesting. Then they finish the season at home against Kansas City and Cleveland. I guess we already know you should pick up Reese Olsen. He's got the Dodgers next week, but the following week, Kansas City, and maybe just those two starts. Maybe wait till next week. Yeah. And then um, maybe Gibson Long at Oakland next week at, uh, gets maybe uh, Cleveland to finish out the season. That could be the dude. Nick Pollock recommendation there, everybody. Watch him win some leagues on the final day of the year. That'd be fantastic um the volume works at the the, the la starters going against detroit that seven game week is lance lynn pepio's been fantastic and bobby miller so that i mean that's not too bad we don't know what version of of lance lynn we will get he's kind of we thought it was the rebirth in la and then and then all of a sudden it wasn't but uh but still detroit and it's uh, from a righty lefty standpoint, it's tough. So we talked about streaming last week, and when we both took, we took Veerling, I guess, as a righty, but I took uh, McKinstry a lefty. It's two lefties, five righties for Detroit next week. So um, I guess your your Akil Badus could be could be decent pickups, especially looking at that next week. It's Alec Marsh, Zach Greinke, um, two righties going the first half of next week. So that might not be too bad. Yeah, we liked the Detroit Tigers when we did that breakdown last week, looking at strength of schedule and all that kind of potential stuff. So for some godforsaken reason, Kerry Carpenter's out there, obviously make that happen. But Veerling, I just like him because he plays a lot versus righties and lefties, hits towards the top of the order, and he's available in a ton of leagues. So you can go there. You mentioned the Badu situation. Um, there's there's going to be some options out there. And you know, if you believe in Parker Meadows still, who's trying to figure it out, he's an option as well. But definitely some Tigers to, to have some fun with. No doubt about it. Rob DiPietro in the chat, following up on Trace Thompson, median winning bid of 30, max of 100 in the main event after the three-homer game. Yeah, there's some money you'd like back right about now. Um, Houston Astros, again, should have things. Well, maybe they want it wrapped up. It's a tight race with with uh, Seattle oh, yeah. and others. So that, that could come down to the wire. But they get Baltimore and Kansas City next week for six games. Then they finish the season at Seattle, which is pretty awesome, and yep. then at Arizona. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Like the, the KC part, well, one of them is against Cy Reagans, so that's not ideal either. Um, and all you the, mean six all, walk Reagans? You can bite your tongue. Um, there's a lot of – there's not really any Astros bats you're looking to pick up unless you still have Michael Brantley out there maybe. Yeah, I mean that he'd be the only one who would be like interesting, especially because it's a ton of righties that Houston would face. It would be their next nine games, eight – Eight of them against righties, and uh, and six walk Reagans would only be the would be the only lefty there. So uh, I'm just giving you shit, man. Um, yeah, and, and I'm just trying to see if if Pollock's still in the chat because I know he yeah go he crazy. bowed out because he would have been chest out on that one. I don't know why that at Seattle series, the first half of and just non fantasy uh, is would, would be electric be. against Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and uh, well, Bryce Miller. Well, because well we'll get to Seattle later. Never mind. I'll bite my tongue. Okay. 
They have great um, matchups. I don't know why Houston's ending at Arizona. Like that's that's rough to end the season. The on schedule it sucks. The schedule sucks. This new formatting—it's horrible. I don't mind it. I just I I don't know. But at for the those end, reasons, like want... the Giants, the Giants don't play the Dodgers a whole month of September for like right. rivalry purposes. It's at at so, the end, you so want pathetic. yeah, you kind of want these division games to to mean a ton. You're not getting, and they don't. I mean, I just said Tampa and, and Baltimore, but like. In MLB's defense, they don't know who's going to be the top teams, but still, at yeah. least at least schedule those division games to get them in September. Something. But whatever. Kansas City Royals for those keeping track at home, three at home versus Cleveland next week, and then three on the road against Houston. Talked about them a second ago, and then you got uh, three at Detroit and three against the Yankees. Now, I know we make fun of the Royals, but honestly, like the last month and a half or so. Much better offense than people want to give him credit for. They've been kind of putting it together. Nick Prado's back. He hasn't done much since he's returned, but just going to mention he's back. But, like, you got um, Edward Olivares is playing a ton. Michael Massey's look good. Drew Waters has been decent. Uh, Nelson Velasquez, beast mode. Love that, man. So yep. you have some players here. There might be platoon situations still, but there are some juicy matchups because even Houston does not scare me in that series. Well, a little bit more than they should, but not like they used to. Let's put it that way. Cleveland's Cleveland. I like some Kansas City bats if you're feeling desperate. I I do too. The the problem is is the platoon. Yeah, it's yeah. just when I'm looking at the schedule, it's it's righty, almost, lefty, almost righty, righty, yeah. lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. And Kansas City platoons all the time. So like it's tough to get consistent playing time from from some of these guys. But if you're in daily leagues, I I, I like it a lot more. But in weekly I don't see like your fringe Kansas City guys playing more than three times, maybe four. It's a week. like if you if you really break it down, it's the last week you get the first half of the week you get two lefties and a righty, but it's Erod and Scooble. So it's not like the like Scooble. I, I respect Scooble enough type thing. Yeah. Um, the first half of next week it's Quantrill and Gilito and then Allen in the mix. So if you're just looking kind of I don't know stream against that kind of stuff, look at look at smaller s- sections of the schedule, I guess. But yeah, it's tricky, very tricky. Yeah, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You just want to pass, or do you want to talk about these guys? Uh no, we can pass. Yeah. there's, there's <laughs> just, like, just nothing, man. Like it's, it's the well, they did call. Did you hear? See what they called up today? They recalled Jesus David too. Fletcher and Jared Walsh. There we go. There <laughs> we go. That's what we need. Uh yeah. no, I got nothing. I I do just want to see one more. Like, what do you think? You think Otani plays again? Dude, this is what annoys me. He could, have had surgery. he could have had surgery by now, or at least put on the eye. Like, it's just this whole thing is just ridiculous. The way they didn't trade him again, I don't want to go over everything we've talked about on the show, but the fact he's been out for basically over 10 days already that's the IL for some keeping track at home. This is silly, absolutely silly. So, I would like to see get one curtain. I think they'll do that. I think they'll play. Oh, well, it'd be great if he could get out there and do something, but at the same time. Yeah, you eventually got to make up your own decision and 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 head out. That would be my two cents. Uh, Bobby D's a, a big fan of uh, Velasquez as well, and I, I feel his pain. I don't understand what the Royals are doing. To be fair, yep. this is why teams like the Royals stay the Royals. Um, Los Angeles Velasquez Dodgers starting in labor, and it's been frustrating as hell. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Dodgers next week, seven games. Detroit at home. Giants. Oh, they didn't get the Giants to finish out the year. I was told they didn't. I, they got the Giants a lot, actually. I'm an idiot. I'm an absolute idiot, everybody. Uh, maybe it was August they didn't play them. Um, I know they had a big gap not playing them, which is very strange. So, seven games next week, juicy matchups. Final week of the season, seven games, four in Colorado, three against the Giants. Um, the last few games might not matter for the Dodgers, let's put it that way. 
but all in all, this sets up to be glorious for anybody you want to stream with John Dodgers. You got three lefties though next week, which is interesting, but still like just play your Dodgers. Yeah, I mean that's the only like so any every any Dodger everyday guy is already rostered unless it's Chris Taylor has not Miguel been rostered anywhere and he's starting to hit. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um started four of the last six. There's still just some platoonish vibes I get, even from Taylor. And it's righty lefty, righty, 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 lefty, lefty next week for LA. And then lefty, righty, righty, righty. So Maybe your LA lefties um, and Chris Taylor if you're if you're in a pinch. Um, but that's the problem with LA is like all their all their regulars are beasts and not available. Yeah, and um, what you call it? Uh, Taylor's forty five percent rostered in OCs, so that's something else to think about here. Pepio gets the Tigers and the Giants next week. I've been saying grab him a while ago for just this week alone. That's one thing you wanted. Other than that, though, like you got Emmett Sheehan against the Giants. That could have a little bit of appeal if you trust that. He's been so bad, though. I'm just throwing out options for you. And then the undecided is going to be really interesting because Sheehan should pitch in Coors, then Lynn against the Giants. Pepio might get the Giants on that final Saturday, too. So Pepio is in line. I know he wasn't great against San Diego a couple nights ago, but he has three juicy-looking starts to finish the season. Yep. All right. Miami Marlins, they're still fighting for that wild card. They get three against the Mets next week or at home and three against Milwaukee at home, and they get Woodruff, Peralta, and Hauser. So T's and P's to your Miami Marlins. Um, and then the following week, three at the Mets, three at Pittsburgh. That's a little more forgiving if you have right-handed bats at least to start the week. Yeah, the matchups, yeah, it's kind of like all or nothing. You get the, the Budo, you get LaCasey, you get Adrian Hauser, but then you also get Cody Senga twice, who, by the way, Amazing. Um, that should be your pick to start the next draft. We talked about exa- it. That's funny. That's Told exactly you. what I was going to say. Like I, Cody Senga, I have the first pick in the beginning of the eighth mm-hmm. round and need strikeouts on my uh, once we resume the 2024 meatball degenerate, whatever you want to call it, draft. I think Cody Senga, like even more than Reagan's. Um, yep, well, Senga's the dude. I think he's the. I think Senga's the dude. I told you that we did the recap. That's the guy. I almost took him instead of Alzale, but I wanted a closer. Now Alzale's got forearm issues, so really, it's already stinging in a big way. I like um, the Senga play. So, but yeah, like going back to let's see the the Marlins. It's all hit because you get Senga twice. You get Woodruff. You get Peralta. Um, it's more easy than than tough, but just know you might get some. There might be some rough. Uh, yeah. rough days for the Marlins like half the time they at Pittsburgh to end the series even though that's technically undecided whoever they throw out there uh, maybe if it's Mitch Keller there's some some fear there but who knows what you're going to get with Mitch so um, I don't know another, pretty pretty another, good schedule another, another nice start for Mitch on uh, on Thursday eight strong yes. innings yep. um, I did want to mention uh, that's not going to matter Braxton Garrett's pretty much rostered everywhere but he could finish the season at the Mets and at the Pirates. Two starts the final week. Nice. That's uh, that's appetizing. If that and they out. will, I think. Well, they're, they're going. The Marlins are close enough in the wild card that yeah, yep. they, they'll do it. Milwaukee Brewers. I don't think there's a ton to really hit on here unless you can sneakily get through something. Uh, they got four at St. Louis, three at Miami next week. Uh, th- four righties, three lefties, and then the final week it's versus St. Louis versus the Cubs. A lot of undecideds there, so it's kind of tough to, to 
pigeonhole what you want to do there unless you want Adrian Hauser at St. Louis and at Miami next week. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you could. Yeah, no, there's, there's <laughs> that we can move on. Yeah, most hitters are gone. Uh, Minnesota Twins, three in Great American to start the week, three at home against the Angels, and they go three versus Oakland, three at Colorado to finish the season. Kind of hinted on grab your Twins now situation. You get to start the week at Great American. You get to finish the season in Colorado. Pretty sweet setup. Plus, you get three games against the A's. If you have any right-handed Twins bats, even better. So what are you looking at here? Nope. It's that, this is one of the, I think, the one of the nicer schedules remaining um twins wise like their top bats are most of these guys are taken um how many righties do we get because i'm always looking at like kepler kirilov and walner yeah they're gonna enjoy great american and then maybe coors the other spots which we really don't care as much about we still care about that's where you get most of your you get four lefties in those six games between the angels and the a's yeah, so that, that does make it tough for like Walner, but uh, at least the first half of next week, those three righties at Cincinnati, that's going to be pretty sweet for any Twins lefties. And overall, yeah, that schedule's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, one thing I'll say about the Twins, and this is only because of DCs and DFS that I know this by now, um, if you are looking for a righty bat and you want to think I'm crazy, Kyle Farmer is swinging it very well over the last oh, like 10 days on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Like ridiculously hot at the moment. Him, Willie Castro's back. He's playing really well. Also, both those guys will be widely available in leagues. Those are the kind of guys that can put up little sneaky games in great American and Coors. So I keep an eye on those guys. If you're looking to make moves, I love Matt Walner. He will sit versus lefties more often than not. Like uh, Ryan was saying, but Castro's a switch hitter. Farmer, uh, he'll play against a lot of left uh, righties too, but he'll always play versus lefties. So those would be two guys I would definitely keep on the radar. Um, Bobby D mentioned Tyrone Taylor from Milwaukee. I do love him against lefties. As long as he plays versus righties, we're good. Um, that's the conundrum at times, but I do like Tyrone Taylor. He's been playing a lot since he returned, so I'll, I'll give Bobby D a for that one. Ye- Yellick has been out in it with a back injury, and so who knows? I think Yellick's coming back on Friday is the latest I saw. Like he'll be in the yeah. lineup, but... Who knows with backs? I mean, that could, and that would just open up even more time. with for... yeah, My neck, my back. Um, the Mets, seven on the road next week against Miami and Philadelphia. Finished the year at home with six, three against Miami, three against Philadelphia. So they just rotate schedules, flying all around, play two teams, basically. Um, yeah, it's just the Mets. It's tough. No, like, there's going to yeah. yeah. Not I mean, a lot schedule, no up. schedule. Like, who are the dudes you're going to pick up? From the Mets, like DJ Stewart's probably gone in most leagues and doesn't play against lefties. Um, the, although they haven't played a lefty in a while, so maybe maybe yeah. the Mets try it because dude, their what? bench it's yeah. just terrible. Tim LaCastro is on the Mets. Yeah, it's brutal. The one the one I'll mention is a guy I've talked about a lot lately. Mark Vientos is hitting, folks. He is hitting. And he, and Curlin told me he doesn't play versus and then he. And then the curl and laugh because then he started playing versus righties. All of a sudden, something clicked, and they're like, "Okay, let's play the kid." What a what a shocker! Heading into Thursday, um, over his last five, ten, he's hit safely in seven of his last ten for two eighty six with three homers. Uh, still strikes out all the time. Still a lot of swing and miss in Mark Vientos's bat, but there's a lot of power potential in this final uh, thirteen games. They're going to face off your Philadelphia four and, and Citizens Bank, where the ball will fly out. Uh, got got a couple of good spots there. I don't think he's a bad look. Yep. 
All righty, next up, we have the New York Yankees. Uh, three at home against Toronto, three at home against Arizona next week. And they go at Toronto for three and then finish up in Kansas City for three. I've already professed my love for Estefan Florial, who will get five righties next week and maybe all six righties the following week. We'll see. Um, that'd be one for sure. What else you got on this one? No, I think Florial's, I think that's the call. It could be a ton of right-handed pitching that the Yankees are going to face. So um, a little bit tough at the start with Kikuchi, Gossman, Barrios, but even with Gossman, <laughs> you never know. You just, you never know. And then after that, it's, uh, yeah, the Arizona and then at Kansas City at the, to round out the season's pretty, pretty sweet. And they, I mean, the Yankees are going to play their young guys, I would think. Just let them play it out and get those reps for next year. Uh, D. Pietro says, Wallner's played five of the last six first lefties. He also has uh, five hits like in his last 12 or 14 games. So he doesn't hit lefties that great. That's my concern with him. Is they're playing him because their options are limited, especially a lot of guys are hurt. Kirilov just came back and some others. That would be my biggest concern with the Walner situation. I'm a huge Walner fan. Talk about him all the time on my DFS show. When I'm facing a righty, especially a susceptible righty, stack him up and have some fun with Walner. Oakland Athletics, seven games next week, all at home, three against the Mariners, three against the Tigers. And then the finish out the year, three at Minnesota, three at the Angels. It's not a bad schedule after that Seattle setup. But yeah. so it's like you got four against Detroit, but it's two lefties and two righties. And then you got Minnesota and the Angels. So you got your usual suspects, but I'll see who you like first before I spout off all my A's. I mean, I kind of like if you need infield, like Jordan Diaz is is interesting to me. If you look at this schedule, uh, it, it kind of works after Seattle. Um, again, depending on how our, our our boy Gibson Long looks, but uh, I don't know. There's Rooker, like he's just I don't know. He's just kind of a he's kind a of a fill-in. So what what do you have? Yeah, I, I well in the in the matchups versus right-handed pitching, so maybe more so the following week. Love Ryan Nota. That's a dude that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I already have him in a ton of DCs this year. He'll be high up on the agenda for next year as well. Um, go Seth Brown, maybe Seth Brown. He's another guy that's been playing really well of late. If you're in a deep, deep league, I know people always hate when I say it, but Tony Kemp still hits the top of the order and, and he has his moments. I'm just going to say it. He really does. So the A's are another one of those kind of like boring, boring teams that will have a lot of guys available on your waiver wire. That's why it's kind of a discussion point, at least for that last week of the season when they do face Minnesota and the Angels, especially that Angel series. That could be some ugly pitching, ugly pitching to finish off the season. And you'll have like a one o'clock Pacific time A's Angels game. And you're like, what are we worried about? And somehow like Lawrence Butler is another guy that just goes off for the weekend. Uh, Shailene Gleers has been swinging it really well. If you need a catcher, like the A's are playing good baseball. I mentioned it. I can't remember what show I did the other day. Over like the last month, they have a 200 ice over uh, right-handed pitching. Like they're swinging it really well, surprisingly with power at least, which in the fantasy game, that helps pay the bills. So uh, the Angels or the A's are weirdly interesting to say the least. Philadelphia Phillies next week, seven games, three on the road at Atlanta, four at home against the Mets. And then the final week, six games at three at home versus Pittsburgh, three on the road against those same Mets. Uh, Phillies might, they're still fighting for a playoff spot too, but I think they might, I don't know. There's a lot of weirdness in the NL playoffs. What do you like here? Um, Yeah, this, I mean, it's more just if you have Phillies, like they're almost universally rostered. Except for like Yoan Rojas, maybe uh, Brandon Marsh, but they're they're pretty much gone. So you just if you have Phillies, like you look at the schedule, 
and it's pretty sweet with just the one off day and and pretty mediocre competition. And again, yeah, we'll see what the NL wild card shapes out to be, but uh, pretty favorable. Just keep rolling with Phillies that you have. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, first week three at Chicago Cubs, three at the Cincinnati Reds and Great American. Then they finish here three at Philadelphia, then three at home against Miami. Uh, so Pittsburgh Pirates, we kind of talked about them earlier on the show. Go get yourself some Palacios. That's all I'm going to say. Get yourself some Palacios. But um, I think he could have a, a fun little two-week stand. Anybody else? Palacios. Oh, there you go. Anybody else you, you like in this one? Uh, not really, just because like I Jackson Winsky was a was a popular pickup this week. I think Pittsburgh faced a bunch of righties, but going forward, it looks like a lot of lefty righty splitting with Pittsburgh. So I don't really like that much. Uh, same with like Connor Joe, who I guess he's played the last couple times um, in and out against righties, but there's just I don't know. Um, Pig- the other, Pig- I mean, the last Pig- name. I'll say Pagero. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. If, if you need some help in the middle, uh, the schedule is not too bad, and Pagero is pretty much playing every day yep. at uh, shortstop or second base. Yep, Pagero will be a dude. Him and Palacios that uh, we'll be talking about in the offseason because this, they're a young team that needs more help, but uh, guys that could help you down the stretch here with the Pittsburgh Pirates. San Diego Padres, uh, three at home against Colorado, three at home against St. Louis next week. Finish the year three at the Giants, three at the White Sox. Pretty sweet. Um, yep, that's that's a pretty good series to finish the season. It is a similar problem, though. Like, you're looking at Trent Grisham, maybe, Jerickson Profar. Um, if you need a catcher and Luis Camposano is still around, yep, that's I think that's your bingo. Proud In the of wake of Gary Sanchez's season-ending injury. So, um, yeah, any and actually, like, <laughs> Matthew Batten, playing pretty much uh-huh. every day don't yep. really i don't know why but he is why and he i think a lot of his chrono worse out for the year yeah just a kind of a body to to fill it uh the skills aren't really there but no. the uh the matchups for san diego are are, are pretty sweet so um, yeah i've had to say matthew batten's name too many times in my dfs show because he's like 2200 bucks every day and i'm like ah, if you need a punt he plays him that's like sixth so like, he's not the worst thing you can do out breathe. there yeah, but it's not great. Um, Seattle Mariners, your boys, three at Oakland next week, three at Texas, so nice little six games there. Then they come home to finish out the year, three at home against Houston, three at home against Texas. That um, Hunter Brown's been inconsistent, threw well on, on Wednesday, but before that, not great. Javier's a bum right now. J.P. France is very, very inconsistent, so I'm not even worried about pitching on that last week. This is a nice, nice schedule for Seattle, but who's available, Ryan? Um. I mean, they they their regulars are taken, and then there's a good amount of platoon with Canzone and Rojas as lefties, and then Dylan Moore as your righties. So like, it kind of just all depends on the lefty righty split, and that's that's kind of the problem. At least next week, it's lefty righty, lefty lefty righty lefty. Um, you do get those three righties, Houston entering the last week of the season, then who knows with with texas so um i'd lean them more towards like your canzone types but that's a that's a tough start next week when they're facing four lefties like you kind of can't do that so um, yeah. a lot of games good good like strength of schedule but a little bit too much lefty righty well if it the final week you get the three righties in houston and then potentially a dunning but then it goes montgomery then Eovaldi and Gray. So you get six. Yeah, you get three out of four righties. 
Yeah, you get, you get that's where it can get interesting. Week. There's your can zone for sure, right there. Mm-hmm. All right, and again, Sam. Seattle is maybe in the in the hunt for the division. Definitely the wild card. So they're yep, they're yep. not going to be resting anybody. Yeah, they get out of the final two weeks. They hit seven against Texas and three against Houston. Whew. Buckle up. You got to earn it, boys. Thankful, fire up the old VPN. Thank, yeah. Thankful for my blackout up here in the Pacific Northwest. Time to uh, – yeah, next Thursday it'll be at Texas. We'll see how that podcast goes. Uh, that could be a fun one. All right. We got – do do do. Um, actually, they're off next Thursday. That's Friday. Never mind. Um, I rolled way down. Here we go. Yes. Home stretch. Yes. Home boys. stretch. San Francisco Giants. You got Arizona for two and the Dodgers for four, and then they come home for the – Padres and the Dodgers. It's a platoon nightmare. Um, Yaz is swinging it well. Conforto's coming back. Hanniger's swinging it well. JD Davis is swinging it well. It just depends on matchups. Next week, you get five out of six righties. So you got time. Like their priority, I'll picked up for Colorado this weekend. That's the only problem because I know mm-hmm. I did. Yep. I made priority to take them. Um, but that, and then the final week could be five out of six as well. Could be. We have no idea what LA's yeah. rotation will be uh, to to round it out. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like any any giant lefties that are available for next week are good plays. But like you said, Bob, probably scooped up in in active leagues because of that course series this weekend. So I don't, I don't know if there's too much you can actually do here I, to take advantage. I know we keep throwing catchers out there. Go pick up Patrick Bailey if he was dropped. He's back. He's going to be starting. The yep. dude. The dude can hit. And he's a switch. They, they sent Bart. They sent Bart back down. Right. Yes, they sent Bart back down immediately. So go get Patrick Bailey if he's out there. St. Louis Cardinals, Wainwright going for his uh, 200. He gets three or four at home against Milwaukee next week, three at San Diego. Final week of the year, three at Milwaukee, four at home versus Cincinnati. Um, again, you could use your Palacios of the world. Otherwise, it's probably already taken. That's the way I look at it. Did I lose you? Ryan, Ryan froze on me. Man, the the St. Louis Cardinals got Ryan so excited there. There he is. I'm back. back. Okay. Internet cut out. I'm on the no phone. Problem. Car- Cardinals, what do you got? Uh, I don't know what you just said. So okay, um, Cardinals. It's schedule a lot of righties. Which is Cardinals like schedule coming up. Yeah, Palacios as I said, is the main one I'm looking at because. Most other guys in the St. Louis setup are probably taken, unless you know anybody else. Yeah, and it's tough too. It's a lot of Milwaukee. It's what seven games against Milwaukee, so you're getting a lot of Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, like and St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I, I even Palacios. I think that's it's tough. Given that, yep, very very tough here. Uh, I got two, three more teams to go. Four more teams to go. Tampa Bay. Three at home versus the Angels, three at home versus Toronto. Then the final week, only play five games. Two at Boston, three at Toronto. Anybody standing out to you there? Uh, uh, there he is. He's back. Nine. And we've lost Ryan. We've lost Ryan. The internet is kaputted, Ryan Bloomfield. So I'll give you some quick thoughts on uh, Tampa Bay here as we pile down the stretch. Um, the five-game final week is not ideal, for sure. That's always an issue. And then it's just Platoon City when you talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, next week, it's four lefties and two righties. So if you want to get real crazy with Platoons in Tampa, you're looking at Curtis Mead, who's been playing a lot versus lefties. Manny Margot got activated from the IL. He'd be another nice one. 
So those, be, those could be a couple guys if you want to do the first half or second half of the week situations in Tampa Bay. That would be some to take a look at. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a little tricky with all like the massive platoon situations in Tampa Bay. I think we have Ryan back. I'm back gotcha. for now. Okay. So anybody else in Tampa, I just mentioned next week, four lefties. So you can look like a Curtis Mead. Um, Margot's back from the IL. And the final week just sucks with five games. Yeah. I was thinking Margot is a decent pickup against four lefties. Yep. And he's just back from the IL. So that that's not bad. But yeah, that final week, two off days, and who knows what the righty lefty will be that last weekend. So Yep, for sure. Texas Rangers, three at home versus Boston, three at home versus Seattle on the road, three at the Angels, four at Seattle. Um, good matchups versus Boston and the Angels. Seattle's tough, though. So how do you approach this one? And Ryan's available. Bloomfield's gone. Internet is failing Ryan Bloomfield right now. So um, looking at Texas here, it's just tricky because you get those Angels matchups, which is less than ideal. So I play this pass altogether. Uh, Toronto, you have three at the Yankees, three at Tampa Bay the uh, next week, and then at home, three versus the Yankees, three versus Tampa Bay. So it's flip-flopping situations. Like t- the Yankees, it's Schmidt, King, Cole, and then it's King, Cole, Rodon. A couple tough ro- – Cole and King twice, and that's just a tough matchup all around. And then Tampa Bay, you got Glass now, Lytle, Bradley. I'm just going to pass on Tampa Bay make that pretty simple there. Then the final week of the year, you got the Washington Nationals. You get uh, you got the White Sox for three, Braves for four, and the final week only five games. So the Nats are, are a predicament, to say the least. Uh, they do have some young players that have been getting moved around. I know not one he's not as young, but Dominic Smith is playing very, very well uh, of late. That that first series, three against the White Sox, all righties. They get six righties next week. It is um, Morton and, and Kyle Wright are two of them, but Elder, Urania, Clevenger, Toussaint. Not too bad. You can always see what the final week of the year does. But Dominic Smith would be a guy I'd be looking at. Blankenhorn's been playing a ton. I'm not in love with him. I know Ryan loves Jake Alou. Uh, I don't know if I got Ryan back. Is there anybody else you like? Forgotten man, Luis Garcia, perhaps. Especially against righties. Yep, he got recalled. Good call. So, um, I don't know, maybe. But, yeah, it's nah, – schedule's not bad. Schedule's not, not bad. bad. Especially who knows what that at Atlanta at the end of the year is going to – to look like but yeah the That's two off days sure. the two off days the last week of the season kind of stings yeah that is the big bummer for sure but we made it 30 30 teams 30 teams we went well, through it all. I, I did 27 so <laughs> it's all good it's why we're a team we, we can power through this i just don't have the screen on i'm looking at everything else and i just hear silence on the areas i'd like always That's go back i wasn't and, sure is the yeah. screen if i cut yeah. out is the screen like still yeah. there so we're good we're good uh we have one listener question though and that is from our buddy joe g and he says would you rather have Sedane Rafaela or Kirilov for the rest of the season? Um, if you want to add in some more, Kepler, Aaron Hicks, Grossman, and Oliveris are also available. Take a shot at Rafaela just to the playing time. I think playing time is the safest. We talked about Kirilov with um, a good amount of lefty-right switching with Minnesota the rest of the way, so I'll go Rafaela. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like Kepler would be the same boat as Kirilov. I love yep. Kepler, but that's tough. And Edward Olivares as well. He's been playing great, but he'll be platooning probably. And they had the Royals had a weird schedule. So, yeah, give Rafaela a shot. I think I was hoping they give him the shot sooner. It took a little while, but here we are. So it's pretty, pretty nice. All right, that'll wrap it up as my dog decides he wants to go crazy here in the bedroom, in the, in the office. So that'll be fun. But um, any final thoughts? We have two weeks of the season to go. Fun stuff here. 
stream away. We'll uh, figure something out for you guys next week. Uh, unless you have a bunch of questions, but anything else. Thanks for, thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just <laughs> hold on for dear life. These last two weeks. going to be a sweat, man. It's going to be a big time sweat. Thanks to Rob DiPietro, Nick Pollock, Mr. Bloomfield for joining us in the chat tonight. That's right. Always fun. Yep. The more the merrier. So come get them. Um, and yeah, check your waiver wires. You might have even more guys available. We just kind of hit on the basics from like a 12 team NFBC standpoint. But like I always talk about doing Yahoo articles. I know Ryan looks at stuff. There's always a ton of dudes available. So we can uh, have some fun there. But that'll do it. We'll be back with you guys next week. You can check out Ryan on Twitter at RyanBHQ, the podcast at Bubba Bloom Pod. I'm at BD Entrick. This was Bub in the Bloom, episode 74. Catch y'all next time. Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash Blue Wire.